How you doing everybody? This is Jarrett from the MASHcast. I just wanted to give a quick message before this next uh, podcast you're going to hear because it was not originally recorded for the Mashals Buttons MASHcast. Uh, we had planned on doing another podcast series called On Topic, uh, which out of all the podcasts we recorded, it just really didn't work out. But we did have uh, one or two that we thought were, you know, good enough, and we were just gonna, you know, wait for the right time to release them. So uh, now we thought would be a good time to release this next podcast, which is uh, entitled "How Much for the Entire Game," where we just talk about. Uh, well, we start off talking about broken games, you know, games that came out and that were severely broken, and then we actually talk a little bit about DLC. So uh, that's what you can look forward to, and uh, thanks for listening. As always, uh, we will catch you next week with a brand new MASHcast. The drought will be over, so we will see you then. Bye. of the Master's Buttons on Topic series. Today we're going to be discussing how much for the entire game. Uh, I'm your host, Robert Hill Williams, the community manager for Master's Buttons, and I'm here with, you know, Jarrett Redding, who everybody should know, our executive editor. Yes, hello, and if you don't know who I am, you are probably in the wrong place. And Mike Kinney, a staff writer for Master's Buttons as well. Yo, what's up? I'm here. Yay. <laughs> See, I don't do the I won't do the fancy names because I I will leave that to Jared. That is his his forte, his arena. That's his forte. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to try and step on his toes with that. So that's why I'm just I'm sticking to the the classics. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it uh, works. Thank you for not jacking my swag. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> As he pops his collar and rides into the sunset. Yeah. It's nighttime here, but I got sunglasses on, just so you know. <laughs> so you wear your sunglasses at night. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Um, but like I said, we're going to be discussing, uh, you know, how much for the entire game, which basically just deals with games that are broken or incomplete or you got you paid too much money to beta test it, <laughs> basically. Um, it's going to be a number of games that we're going to talk about. Um, basically, we're just going to start going through them. Uh, and the effects they have on you, the consumer, and us, the gamers. <laughs> right. Uh, starting with uh, Fallout 3. Oh, Because a, a lot of these are big names. That's the, that's the fun part about this, is that these are popular, well-selling games for the most part. <laughs> and a lot of them were... It was bad. Very bad. I mean, I think Jarrett's going to lead us up on... 
some of the things that were wrong with Fallout. That was why I love to. Yeah, <laughs> I right. love. To. I think Fallout Three. I mean, I've you know I've noticed bugs in other games before, but I think Fallout Three was like really like one of the first time I'm like, wow, like how could this really really get past their QA? I mean, the people they pay to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, like I was I was shocked because um I'll just run through a few uh, here. Um, and this is when the game first came out, Fallout 3. We're not talking about, you know, patches, after patches, stuff like that, because, yeah, I'm pretty sure most of these are fixed after, you know, after the fact, but why were they here in the first place? Okay. Yeah, how did they get out the door? Especially yeah. some of, like, some of them you, you could talk, usually, especially in a big game like that, I guess you could chalk up some things, like, on the borders of the world, where it's like, oh, there's this crack I fell through, up to, you know, it's so big that they don't have time to walk around the entire, you know, map and all that area. But some of these were front and center, really. Right. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, some of the noto- uh, notable ones were, uh, this is for PS3, by the way. A PSN notification bug where if your buddy would sign in, um, the entire screen would go blurry. Um, there were a few missions where you pretty much, you would just, you know, you couldn't continue until you completed a specific part of the mission or a specific, a specific part of the level. And then when you go there, like you sit at the desk or you sit on a bed or you talk to go to talk to somebody, it just does not work. You know, um, there was a game save glitch where the game will auto save in the last room and then lock you in. There's no way to get back outside. There were uh draw distance uh, glitches, which means that, um, you know, as you're moving through the world, if you don't know what draw distance is like, you know, only so many graphics are rendered depending on where you are. And as you move forward, it's going to continue to render. So there were, you know, there were glitches with that. Um, just poor graphics quality in general, blurry textures, jaggy models, um, some lighting glitches, sound glitches, like, you know, using the mini nuke and then the sound gets all distorted, um, more distorted than it really you know, should be. There were a couple of areas where, um, actually specifically in Rivet City, um, well, when you go through the air deck door, it will lock and it wouldn't let you back out. And you would have to, like, go outside and force to swim to the other side to re-enter. Um, game freezes, uh, character glitches, where, you know, think, you know people were, were supposed to be scripted to do something and then just get stuck. Um, well, doors locking you out of certain areas, like physics engine going nuts, like, you know, you go to the junkyard in Fallout 3, and all of a sudden cars just started shaking, and it's not part of the story. You know what I'm saying? There's no, like, no power or no, nothing story-related to it. It just starts happening. So, you know, crap just happens to stuff in the game. Um, you know, getting stuck on rocks, NPCs getting stuck on rocks, like, you know, meshes that you can't see. Um, you know, NPC actually in Megaton, NPCs dying randomly. I mean, this is a pretty long list. That's not even everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like that's like the first that's like PlayStation glitches. That's not even counting like the other stuff that was found on other consoles and other things. And that's just like the first run of glitches that were found. Yeah, yeah like things that people were like, "Oh, I just started up Fallout Three, and that's gonna be awesome." And then that greets you. <laughs> that's no. <laughs> yeah. 
kudos for Bethesda. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great game, but <laughs> we love it so much. I love it. It's just so broken. It's Which, uh, whatever. You know, I come to it, especially as more games get more and more and more advanced. I expect bugs. You know what I'm saying? But game breaking bugs. Right. Just irk me. We because... should that point, especially with the ability to patch things, you know, like immediately, you know, like or really it shouldn't get out the door that way, but yeah. it shouldn't make it more than five minutes after like the game is released <laughs> that you find out there is a bug that you fix it. Exactly. It like, shouldn't even happen. That's the thing. Like, in my opinion, game breaking bugs should not um, make it out the door. Period. Because, like, even if you're doing, if you Q and A, you know, not just sorry, not Q and A, but Q A, I mean, your job is to play the game through several times. You know, like, how could you miss this game-breaking bug that stops your progress? It'll be different if it was. Like, I can see like a side quest, and you get stuck on a side quest. Right. But you know, the main game, the primary storyline, you're getting stuck. Like, there's something that's stopping me from completing the story. How does that happen? You know, stuff like that. I mean. And like that's just Fallout Three, New Vegas. You think they, like, I don't know, improve uh, their process or learn their lesson from Fallout Three? <laughs> Would get better. Yeah, like well, new. Oh, go ahead, Mikey. Well, it the, it's just if you think about it, why they probably went with the why fix with not broken. Everyone bought Fallout Three, so let's just you know recreate Fallout Three with some different stuff, and they probably didn't. Fix all. The, as a matter of fact, weren't there there were more bugs in New Vegas than Fallout Three, weren't there? Oh, by a, a, a mile, there were more bugs. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was just, it was really bad. Like people were like, "I love this game, but I want to break the disc." Like I like I like Fallout New Vegas, but there are so many bugs. I, I think I, I remember Ice T posted or Ice yeah Ice T posted the picture on Twitter of like him holding a gun <laughs> his Fallout New Vegas because he's like, I love this game, but I hate these bugs. <laughs> and I think in, in New Vegas, there were more graphical glitches than in the first one. Like, uh, I saw a video of a dog who had its eyes, like, stuck on the side of its head as opposed to being in its eye sockets. Um, multiple characters, like, stuck inside of each other and they can't move. Um, I think everybody's seen the video of the first guy that you see and his head twirls around. It's like called Devil Man. <laughs> it's like a scene from The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's awesome. There's a girl like <laughs> typing on an invisible typewriter, you know. Was, I was going to say something really politically incorrect. So now I just let it go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's for another on topic series. That's a, yeah. that's a different one. Save that one for later. Uh, well, was it in a different? I, I mean, I think it was still, it was still in Bethesda, but it was a different team that worked on New Vegas, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, there was still it still doesn't excuse still, it. Yeah, it doesn't excuse I mean, it. The still. team may have not learned any, you know, might have not learned from their mistakes, quote unquote, because they weren't the same team. But it still doesn't excuse game breaking bugs going out the door. I mean, like the list of the games that have, and like just stuff that we're looking at recently, honestly, is I, I'm, here's just here's the list. Period. We got Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, which we've talked about. We've got Brink, Black Ops, Go, Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter. Is Warfighter Two on that list as well? 
I didn't. I, I didn't remember. put Warfighter Two on the list because I didn't see any. I didn't experience any bugs in Warfighter Two. I heard about them, but right. Ghost Recon, I definitely experienced some bugs. Some some on Advanced Ghost Warfighter. Yeah. 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 Uh, Crisis, Red Dead Redemption, GTA 4, Two Worlds, Metroid Other M. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's other games, like, there's other games we're going to get to as well for Incomplete, but I mean, I guess outside of really, like, Two Worlds, <laughs> like, they were all, like, well, in Metroid Other M, you know, after people actually played it and realized what it was, like, but all, like, most of those games were pretty big, like, commercial successes and lauded as some of those games are lauded as like game of the year and things of that nature and they all had bugs maybe not quite as bad as new vegas but close (laughs) no crisis was was bad you go ahead mikey but i'm gonna talk about crisis in a minute (laughs) okay okay, i'll let you have your crisis right but i just want to say doesn't that like set a bad message out for game developers that they can get away with that because yes we all love fallout 3 but it's almost like saying because we're buying it, it's okay that it's broken and all that other crap because it's so good. But that just sent I think that sends like a bad message to them that they can get away with the with ridiculous crap. I don't I, know. That's that's just, an interesting point though. Like I didn't really think of that part of it. Like it's to a, to an extent as a gamer, like it's just something you deal with when it happens you're like oh okay it's broken like hopefully they patch it like that's your expectation at least that even if it comes out broken that eventually that they will fix it because that's kind of like the i don't even think it's unspoken i think that is the contract really between you as the you know the person buying it and the you know developer or publisher who made it is that you're receiving something that isn't broken that you can play but i mean like we're going to discuss like that doesn't always even happen like some of these yeah. things stay broken, like they don't ever get fixed, or their fixes make things worse. You know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. Uh, the the uh, it's like the only they don't really have. Technically, they could just give you whatever they want to give you and say we're done if they right. really okay. wanted to. There's nothing. Oh God, no! If they actually did that, um, yeah, definitely lawsuits coming their way. Yeah, there would be lawsuits. I mean, like, but technically, you know, I mean, I'm sure that it's possible that they could. They could do that to you. Yes, there'd be lawsuits. But also, I think that after a certain point, that the fact that you don't even try and fix it, or that you're like, deal with that crap, it would set a pretty big precedent, and nobody'd ever buy anything you put out again. You know. Well, but we're. But I'm pretty sure people are gonna buy. Well, I mean, they patched these. They patched most of it. But I mean, there's not a doubt in my mind people are gonna buy the next. Elder Scrolls or the next Fallout. Despite... Uh, we're on the eve of a new one, the Skyrim, and people are people are lining up. I'm probably going to be one of them. <laughs> but how how many broken things were there in Oblivion? There were so many, and it. Uh, I just hope they fix it. I just yeah. Strangely, I don't remember. I mean, like I know there were broken things in Oblivion, but I remember them being mostly like inventory tricks or you know like little glitches that are helpful like that i not I, in a in a in a way like they fall outside of the scope of what we're talking about because there have been glitches like that in rpgs for as long as you know as long as they've been around um things of that nature where you can get infinite you know weapons yeah. in a final fantasy yeah. game or whatever but because they're helpful to the player they're glitches that are kind of looked on fondly you know like the loopholes you can make in final fantasy 7 with you know the different right. combinations of materia and all those type of you know weird things, um, you know even Star Wars: Knights of the Republic like had 
the, you know, inventory, things like that. So, and, and technically, like, that's not, it's not broken, though, but I mean, like, that is, falls in the scope of, you know, problems, but we don't look at them the same way. I mean, I don't remember Oblivion really having anything like that. Like, anything, at least in my experience playing it, that was like, oh my god, this is so broken, like, I can't play this game now, as opposed to Fallout, where Fallout 3 was definitely, like, I've experienced, you know, some of those issues. I didn't play New Vegas, really, but... I, you know, they, the problems were there, whereas, like, Elder Scrolls, for as much time as I spent with it, it wasn't flawless, don't get me wrong, you know, like, you get the jittery ragdoll physics knocking somebody into an awkward corner, and they're hanging out of a door or something, but not the same, not the same level of problems. It's weird, because, you know, the further back you go, it seems like the less broken most of the games were. I don't know. Like, well, it, the, maybe it's just me. There's two things, I mean, like, first of all, like, the games back then were less complex. I mean, like I said earlier, as you, the games get, become more and more and more complex, and you know, and they're pushing the limits of the hardware right. uh, on the consoles, you're going to run into into problems like that. Um, and also to talk about you know people buying games from like let's say uh, Bethesda, um, you don't buy a game with the expectation of it not working. Like that's like buying a brand new TV and then kind of saying, well. I know what I'm getting into because it's gonna break. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know? Once I take it to the to the repair shop, like that's basically kind of what you're getting with a video game is that that type of mindset. Yeah, like, that's the thing, like you don't like you know you you know you, I don't think anybody expects the game to be broken. That's why it's like you know that's the way, why is the, the way it is. Like people just keep <laughs> yeah. on buying it. You know. However, if a developer just keeps on putting out constant trash, because like, you know if a, if a developer puts out trash in terms of like, let's say the actual game itself is just trash, then, you know, nobody's going to buy their next game. But at the same, as, I think on the same token, if a developer constantly keeps putting games out that are just broken, 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 people will stop buying it. Now, as broken as Fallout 3 was, there were still tons of people who never experienced one issue. That's true. Not one, you know, yeah. and that's the thing. Or um, experience one issue or two issues, but never all of them at the same time. Um, actually, this brings me into Crisis. Yeah, um, go for it, because you got your rant, here we I go. know. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to sit back and let you just roll. Let the flames just <laughs> come out of your speakers. So, Crisis came out in 2007, right? I think it was like 2007 when Crisis came out. Um, maybe 2008, but I'm pretty sure it was like 2007. Okay? That sounds about right. Um, now, I didn't play Crisis until this year, okay? Uh, like I had played a little bit of it before. I had it on Steam. And then I stopped. And then, like, I started all over again this year. I really didn't get, like, an hour or two within the game. And then, I, you know, I started playing it again. This year, prepare for Crisis 2. How do you have a game that comes out in 2007 and I still have the same bugs, you know, when I play the game? Like, when I'm looking up the bu- I'll tell you about the bugs I experienced, but when I'm looking up these bugs or these different problems, um, the, the, like, the last forum post is, like, from, like, 2008. You know what I'm saying? Like, they never fixed the bugs. They just was like, oh, well, whatever, we're, we're working on Crisis 2, see ya. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. And actually, that was the reason why I don't own Crisis 2 right now. I wasn't going to buy Crisis 2 until I saw that other people were not having problems with it. 
You know, and it came out relatively bug free, but ever since they removed it from Steam and it's origin only, I'm now I'm just not gonna buy it in general. But that's for that's a that's a that's a match cast a- conversation. <laughs> 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 but um so basically like I'm playing through Crisis. The first bug I run across is like you're in the shipyard, right? And uh in the shipyard, like, you know, you blow up a ship and you blow up um one helicopter. And then after you blow up the one helicopter, like, you know, I was just kind of sitting there and nothing was happening because, like, the hero music was playing. And, um, you know, uh, about three or four minutes after that, uh, this uh, dropship comes down with my guys. But nothing's happening. Like, I can't go anywhere. Like, there's no direction on where to go. And I have this, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's an item on my HUD that tells me that there's an enemy around, but it's pointing straight up in the air. I don't see anything. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's nothing there, and so I'm I'm looking through the forums, looking through the forums. I finally come across a forum post. Is like, yeah, there's a helicopter up there. It's a bug in the game. The helicopter is too far for you to see. It's what? Too- <laughs> the helicopter you're supposed to take down is too far yeah. for you to see, but you're still expected to take it down. Exactly. The helicopter is too far for you to see. Too far for you to shoot. Um, with a uh, with um, bullets or um, actually you can shoot it with a missile launcher. Um, actually no, that high you can't shoot it. Up. You can't shoot it with a missile launcher because when you go to like you know you you can only lift your head up so far, and so you can never get the reticule on it. And the thing is, the helicopter follows you around, but since it's so high up above you, you can never get range on it. Like you can never get your crosshair on it. So, <laughs> I gotta give full disclosure to anybody listening to this right now. We didn't go through every single bug for every game that we were going to talk about because some of us have experienced different bugs with different games. I had no idea about that bug of crisis. <laughs> I, that is insane. <laughs> I never heard of that one either. It actually. was so basically like, and now this is about five hours into the game. Okay, five hours into the game. And so, basically, everybody's saying, like, it never got fixed. You have to restart the entire game. That's how they're, this is what they're telling me to do. I was way too stubborn for that guy. I'm like, if I have to restart this entire game, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm not playing this game. So, what I winded up doing was I searched the entire map for an area where I can, like, get, get, the, get the, uh, the helicopter in my crosshair. And the good thing about the the, the RPGs there, like they're kind of, they're like the Half Life ones, where you can steer where they go. There is one area on the map, one single solitary space that I found where I was able to aim, like the helicopter wouldn't come any closer. I was able to shoot it, shoot at it, and if I steered the missile correctly, I hit the helicopter. At which point, it dropped down. Huh. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> it took that's me, the only word. It took me about an hour and a half to do it. I was like, I, no, no, I'm not restarting this game. I no. wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have. I would never finish the game. I'm sorry. I would have never finished it if that happened to me, dude. How I, I would have just given up. How does how does something like that get through testing? That that's just that. Even if it does get through testing, if it's like something that happens like one out of a hundred times, once you hear about that, 
you would try and replicate it. that and then fix it. Like that's yeah. the only like I'm not I don't necessarily have a problem with because unless like it was in every copy of the game, I understand like how certain things get through. That like obviously that didn't happen to every person. That's the first time I ever heard of that. But it it happened to enough people. Like like I said, even if it only happens one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand times, that's enough for you to go back and try and reproduce it and then fix it. That's yeah. that's the only yeah. like that's the only thing that matters. And but if you four and five years later still don't have it fixed like what, what was the deal uh, that's that's only one of the three game breaking bugs that i came across actually that i know about personally <laughs> like the other uh, one of the other ones which i didn't experience but my buddy frank did who you he's also been on podcasts he can't there's a part where the captain of the ship dies well once he dies this you're supposed to go out this door and then go fight this boss well, in Frank's case, the captain wouldn't die. Like, the thing came out, you know, put its arm through his stomach, captain, you know, falls to the ground. But he just lays there, like, dying. Never, <laughs> He never died, and so, like, he couldn't continue past that part. Um, I made it past that part, and then the last game-breaking bug I came across was the second-to-last boss. Now, my system has 12 gigs of RAM. I run a 64-bit system, Okay also run rain meter to see what my system resources are using so when i go outside to fight this boss my ram would be about at about 3.1 3.2 gigs that's how much is used um while i was fighting him my game kept crashing i just didn't understand why i was crashing and i finally started paying attention to the rain meter as as soon as the boss steps onto the stage which i'm not sure if, if you guys have played crisis it's the boss like the big one that shoots like the ice beam right yeah, okay. he as soon as he stepped onto the ship, my RAM incre- just incremented all the way up to eight gigs. And as soon as it hit eight <sighs> gigs, it will crash the game. Of course, because your computer's like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, like, what would happen? Like, I had to save. Like every time I got like seven gigs, I would just save, <laughs> you know, and just get ready for the crash. Because at eight mm. gigs, it would definitely crash. And then, I mean, it was it was. I thought that was unbelievable. Like, wow. Like, really? You have a character model that has a huge memory leak? Wow. And you and, had, that, that's something that you would have had to have noticed. Yeah. Like, unless you were running through in god mode and walked into the stage and killed him in one shot or something. Like, But that could not have been the case every single time somebody was playtesting. That doesn't make any sense. Like, the first one I can forgive, because that is something that's just so incredibly random. But that you know the boss no that's it took me no. forever to beat him. <laughs> you forever are to beat incredibly him. resilient sir it's i have stubborn. put up with like stupid bosses stupid things happening in a game that were supposed to happen but i would not do not put up with like just game breaking glitches like if i have a game that deletes my save file or does what crisis did to you i would have stopped playing on the first one i would have never even found the second one it wasn't like I was playing for enjoyment at that point. I just wanted to get done with the damn game. I'm, t- I'm tired of playing this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not. I'll feel. I'll be. I'll, if I wouldn't have finished the game, I would have just been that much more pissed because I spent the money on the game. At the time, you know, it was fifty bucks when I bought the game. Yeah. You um, know, I, I spent the money on the game, and then I finally like you know I go to play it, play it, and it's broken. And my thing that just made me even more angry was the fact that it had been years. It's 2011, folks, in case you didn't notice. 
<laughs> like, it has been years since that and game came out. it's still broke. It's, I mean, yeah, you don't expect them to be updating it now, but it, maybe more than a year past when they came out. That would have been nice if you even saw updates in the 2009, if they still had those scope of problems. Yeah. Like, that's, that's an issue. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mikey. That I've, that's just I have no words for that. That's just so stupid. I don't. Oh. Um, I would have not like 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 Robert said. I if I get into a game breaking glitch, I just put the game down. I'm I run away from it, and or I give it to an enemy. <laughs> it's like it's like you're my best friend ever. Here's a game. Oh, it, oh, dude, that gaming game is broken. Yeah. I hate you. Bye. <laughs> I the, yeah, Fallout New Vegas it was like game of the year. You don't have internet, even better. It's gonna be so great. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. I mean, I mean, it just it, that. I mean, like that makes me think about like Two Worlds, which I never personally played, but in my time working in retail, um, I dealt with people who who did purchase the game, and after and not even the initial game, but after an update to the game. The, um, and I mean, like, just in, in one particular, just in one store, you know, out of how many ever, you know, out of all the stores that, you know, existed for this company, plus anybody else who sold video games, I've, I had no less than, like, within a week of that patch coming out, had, like, 20 or so people come in telling me that, like, they had a, a hard drive, a hard drive, not a game save file for Two Worlds 2, but their Xbox 360 hard drive get erased. Like, just completely blanked. That's incredible. Because of a glitch in the in the update for Two Worlds. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at some point they fixed it, but I mean, it, you fix the glitch, but how do you, how do you fix that? You can't, like, <laughs> they, you're, they're, they're screwed. They're screwed. Yeah. And, and that's, that's terrible. Like, how do you, like, how does that get through? And that's but, not only the developer's fault, that's also Microsoft's fault for allowing the developer to even access a function like that on a 360 hard drive. Yeah, because don't they have to review and accept a, an update like that anyway? Yeah, yeah, first of all, yes, but on top of that, like the APIs they use to interact, or I should say the dev kit and the APIs they use to interact with the, um, with the, with the, with the operating system of the Xbox... Should have limited function. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you hook into Facebook or you hook into Google, they're not gonna give you ac- <laughs> they're not gonna give you access to their direct <laughs> database. You know what I'm saying? Know, like, get, yeah, just get into that. Just get in the SQL. And just go go nuts. <laughs> yeah, kids. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, <laughs> and yes, I already know that the 360 OS is not the same as Facebook or Google. God, yes, I know. But I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for that to, to show up on the site. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you fucking noob. You don't know what you're talking about. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, fucking God. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, that. that's, that's, that's kind of on Microsoft, too. That's, that is insane, though. Yeah, and uh, you, you literally can't fix that problem because it's not like the, the hard drive is bricked. It's just everything is gone like no amount of complaining to you know two worlds you know the two worlds dev team or the publisher for that game or microsoft or who sold you the game none of it's going to fix that problem like that's that's gone sorry it's 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 done you're gone like sorry you paid money for our game because 
there's you know like you can still play two worlds or you can replay all your other games <laughs> you didn't have anything important that you needed to finish like yeah it's just it, that was just incredibly bad i mean i other games i mean other huge games black ops ps3 i mean I, you know for other platforms it was fine but they there have been just so many games that are just broken. <laughs> should, should I open the list for Black Ops? Because I have that list here. We should do a quick rundown of that list. Yeah. And we should move on to just just the incomplete games. Since bro- I mean, broken games are just broken. I, <laughs> I, broken? After Black Ops, there is one more thing I do want to okay. mention. Um, is it Metroid? Cause it I is Metroid. Metroid. Okay. Yeah. We're, talking <laughs> Metroid. We're talking about Metroid after that. <laughs> yeah. That's worth mentioning because, uh, well, we'll get into Metroid after this. But yeah. for those who are familiar, because I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows um, that there were issues with um, Black Ops on PS3. But here's, um, here's, uh, I guess, a, a more detail in yeah, case you didn't know how bad it was. This, you know, like in memory, because this, these the lists are so stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, the party invite system wasn't working, which is, you know, you may say meh to that, but major things like leaderboards not showing correct kills, frame rate issues, uh, theater mode not working correctly, eh, I can live without that, but still, it should be working. Right, it's supposed to be a nice new mode that you could use. Yeah, respawns, um, they, like, you know, they weren't working correctly, where you would respawn near enemies on smaller maps, which is a big no-no. Personally um, experienced that playing for the review for Black Ops and the party invite system, which was a pain in the ass for trying to do multiplayer. Because it's not like I want to just jump in with multiplayer with a bunch of people when I have, like, eight friends that are playing Black Ops at the same time. Like, why should I have to go and play with some random people? So, yeah, definitely personal experience with that. Yeah, um, game freezing the PS3. That, that, I, I'd call it game breaking. This is a multiplayer um, party Just option. Experience. Oh, leave party not working. Search locale not working correctly, which is going to lead to laggy games. Mike not showing in lobby. Disconnections. The night. Oh yeah, the commando lunge <laughs> with the knife mechanic. Like you could be like you know so many feet away from somebody, hit knife, and like you just like fly to them. You know. And hosting a game actually gave you an advantage over seeing your enemies. Like, I can't even believe people still played this game on the PS3. I mean, like, it'd be it, it, for, for with me in Crisis, it was the single player. There was an endpoint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And it eventually <laughs> stops. Yeah. Yeah. This is multiplayer. Like multiplayer <laughs> like, in, a, in a call of duty game not just multiplayer and like oh and bulletstorm like where it's like oh we, we could let that go because you know that's not supposed to be the game but yeah. call of duty that is the game you you get four hours of anything else yeah. <laughs> of, a, of a single player so I mean, yeah that's that, rough it was really bad for the ps3 players i mean on pc there was a problem in the beginning with the way the cpu and gpu uh, handled the game, and so therefore it caused performance issues. Actually, even the last time I played Black Ops, which isn't very often, let me let me tell you, um, <laughs> the last time I played Black Ops, there was still like network issues, like people were like lagging around and stuff like that. And I was playing on a server that had a twenty six ping, so yeah, <laughs> they and a lot of the stuff never got fixed. Like uh, they released their last patch a, a little, you know, a little ways ago, and there's still stuff broken. That's amazing. Yeah, and then we're gonna get. And the closer and closer we get to Modern Warfare Three, the less and less it's gonna matter because then 
you know, game's over, they're on to the next game. Yeah, because yep. they're definitely working on their next game by now. They're, they're, yeah. They have, yeah, they're definitely working on the next Call of Duty. Um, but let's want to move to Metroid because that oh. the reason I the reason I mentioned Metroid was because that had a game breaking bug, and Nintendo doesn't do patches and updates and stuff like that for games like everybody else does. Oh. Um, Other M had this bug where after you fight a certain boss. And I don't know which boss it is because other M is still sitting wrapped up in my living room. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Keep it that way. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like once I heard it was bad, I was like, "Oh, can I, still, can I return this still?" Try. <laughs> 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 like, like what? <laughs> I got it on Amazon for like fifteen bucks, so I don't feel that bad. And that's when the game was like fifty, so like, I got a really good deal on it. But um, yeah, basically, what happens after you fight this boss? Like you hit a save point and then you fight this boss. Now, what people who've been playing video games for years, what we've been doing is after you fight a major boss, you go to the nearest save point and you save, right? Like, you know, you save the game just in case, yep. you know, you have save like a... You save after. Yeah, exactly. Just in case you have a Final Fantasy situation where they give you two really tough bosses back to back, you know? But, um, you know, so people, a lot of people went back to save. But the problem is, you know, once you beat the boss, this door opens. When you go back to save, the door closes. And the door will not reopen. In order to get... And that's a game breaker, of course. In order to get this fixed, they had to take their SD card where they had it saved and then send the game to Nintendo. Send the save game on SD card to Nintendo or replay it and then not save at that point. That was the only options they had. (laughs) Yeah. And the stupid thing is, I mean, I don't know how the save files worked, but did they have multiple like slots that you could save in, or did it only really just resave over? I don't know. Like, never opened an it. option. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either because I mean, in an RPG, yeah, I normally save like I usually have like fifty slave slots <laughs> for an RPG. But a yeah. game like Metroid, I would I wouldn't have done that. Like Bayonet or something. Like it's I'm okay. I beat that boss. Like save. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. That sucks if you couldn't even do a, like a multiple save file because then even people who like under maybe other circumstances would have been able to avoid it like can't. You're you're just hosed. Yeah. Thanks what for your money. Me, <laughs> yeah, what gets me is they the I know I guess Nintendo just doesn't want to do patches or anything, but like the fact that they were offering the that you could snail mail an SD card to them so they could fix it themselves and mail it back to you. That's just that's ah. a grand, grand uh, like that's a positive horrible. in the yeah and the, the debate about Nintendo caring about online. Even if you don't care about it for people playing online, like that's a reason you should care for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did they even like get anything extra or anything since the problem occurred? Like, did anybody get anything special for to, get to finish that crappy game? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome! That's I finished a really crappy game. Yeah. So excited! Oh, yeah. When this in the SD card back, she doesn't talk anymore. Like I really oh, that, like, oh, that would have been worth it. I would send an SD card for the come back with a save that like prevents her from talking. Yeah, no be- more monologues. Yay! Best game ever! All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. A version of Metroid Other M that Team Ninja didn't do. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> It turns into the Game Boy Advance version of Metroid, which is still great. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's Anyways. <laughs> so anyhow, um, 
Yeah, we could talk about. I mean, as long as we've talked about it, we could talk about it for a couple of hours. Just how broken games are, and uh, you know, and things of that nature. But we should move on to you know, kind of the 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 aftershocks, the things that reasons why that happens. Um, you know, what the effect is on gamers. I mean, we've already talked about how many games you know you turn into. Oh, you got Metroid Other M, and you that happened to you. Like your option is to snail mail it, and whatever game you had saved on there, or whatever other things you could do. Too bad you can't now, and or you just sit there with that fifty dollar game that you paid for that you can't use, or Crisis, or Black Ops for PS. I mean, a whole like everybody who played PS3, it wasn't like that was a singular issue. So. Uh, you know, let's talk about why, how do the game, how do those bugs even get missed in the first place? You know, like, I, poor QA, what is it? I don't even, I don't even think it's, I don't think it's poor QA. I think QA does the job that they can. Um, I think the reason these larger titles, we see more bugs or more noticeable bugs in these larger titles. One, because I did say the the coding is a bit, it's more complicated, but I think the bigger problem is rush development. Yeah. Rush uh, development. Yeah, the yearly cycles and everything that we've been seeing. Yeah, like, you know, you know, marketing at EA is like, we got to get this game out but at this time. And, you know, the developers, the developers are like, well, this isn't ready. This is ready. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll patch it when it comes out. You know what I'm it's saying? It's become an excuse rather than the last resort. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess that that's, uh, unfortunately, that's what's happened, especially, I'm not going to say lately, but over the last few years where gaming has been getting such a, you know, even I say over the last decade, you know, we've been progressively seeing it get worse because gaming is getting larger and larger and larger and larger, and the companies are moving farther away from the developers and actually, you know, into the into the hands of businessmen and, and marketing. You know, yep. they're like, I don't care what it, you know, what's wrong with it. We gotta have this on shelves so people can buy it by October thirty first. All right, because shareholders are blank. <laughs> exactly. It's about, yeah, it's all about the money. Cause, you know, like there's a thing like once you can't return games. Once they have your money, they're they're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't. I, yeah, you don't get your money. Like you take a game that has a flaw in it or is broken and take it to Best Buy or take it to GameStop and tell them you want your money back for Black Ops or PS3. And watch them <laughs> laugh at you. Like, yeah. I mean, really, though, like, they're not going to do anything. Like, they'll, at best, at best, they will tell you to talk to, you know, Activision or talk to the publisher uh, of that particular game. And the recourse there isn't any better. They're not going to turn around and give you your money back for it. And the only reason they probably even, like, you know, they probably even entertain fixing the bugs is, you know, one for, you know, if it's really that broken and they don't do anything, uh, legal reasons, but two, for the, they want you to buy their next game. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? They, I'm, I am positive they have a, a uh, acceptable amount of broken. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's like a, you know, 89% pass rate, you know, like, or, or something. Exactly. It's not, 
not a high, a super high number because I mean, like, like I've pointed out, they, these are, these are big games from big publishers. Like, it's not like we're talking about, you know, an Angry Birds clone on, you know, on, on your hand, like on your phone. Like, it's not like we're talking about like, oh man, it's got a game breaking flaw. Or if you throw the bird, the bird straight up in the air. No, we're talking about like $60 yearly release, big budget games that have these problems. Yeah. And as I mean, we've all worked in situations, well, you know, at least I think we've all worked in situations where the guys up at the top are like, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, and you're like, well, I need more time or I need more people, and you get neither. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From what, what I have, that's not possible. Well, yeah. that make it possible. Because Ex- that's, that's what yeah. we want you to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or we'll get somebody that can do it. You know, they'll threaten down, you know? So, actually, we... we I think we discussed, we touched on that a little bit in the last MASHcast, like developers, you know, leaving the corporate um, lifestyle and going, making their own indie studios, you know, baby, that's the reason why. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, top-down pressure. I mean, you have the, like you said, the rush development. There's also the, you know, we need this demo by E3 or all the timelines that everybody has to meet, you know. With, or you run risk of your game becoming irrelevant, and then, you know, either they're not going to fund it anymore, so then there never is a game. So you 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 rush to meet those deadlines, or what you know, what have you, and at the expense of your game actually being of enough quality, I guess is the only way to really put it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the for the most part. It's less about uh, you know the developer being inept, but but more about the pressure from the publishers. Because like you know, for the most part, like there's not that many indie games that we come across, and we review quite a few that are riddled with bugs. You know. Yeah, even games that like weren't good games, or you know, yeah. games that were just average. I. I, I even struggle to think of any that really had like a game breaking blo- like a green, a game breaking bug or even you know that I encountered like I know that there were certain games that had like you know even like Magicka had like some some issues with multiplayer like online and stuff like that but like it was congestion problems it wasn't this is just fatally broken and your game is crap you know that's yeah I can't even think of any maybe I, I, that kind of lends a lot of credence to that idea too that it's mostly the pressure from the big budget you know the big budget guys yeah because it's a like it's big names and that tends to that's the tendency is it's big names or at least names you know names that were supposed to have been big you know in the case of metroid other m yeah yeah um unfortunately i think this is a a trend that's going to continue um especially as more casual gamers get into um, into gaming, and the bigger publishers start to uh, pursue the casual gamers more, like we've been seeing them doing. And the reason I'm saying that is because you know, typically the casual crowd is is, is isn't as informed as us, you know, as you you know, you would say gamers. Um, and you know, they're not going to associate. Well, every time EA releases this game, there's this bug. You know what I'm saying? And right. like, oh, you know, well, um, you know, Farm Village sucked, but uh, <laughs> you know, Mafia City, Village, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, my, town will be better, yeah. exactly. And, and, in the, and in the main, in the meantime, they're the same developer, the same publisher, but people don't associate that. They associate 
the name. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they associate like the uh, the way. Oh, this, this isn't Farmville or you know Farm Town. It's City Town now. It's a totally different game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, all they see is the game. They don't see the 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 man behind the curtain. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same thing with movies. He's still like, the freaking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what he's putting yeah. in front of you. Yeah, that's I mean, the same thing with movies. Like you know, to the average person, they don't know what studio is pushing out what. Like who's pushing out good movies, who's not. You know, tell somebody to name some directors. Pfft, what? <laughs> that one with the explosions. I, I, I mean, I'll be guilty. I'm even guilty of that, though. I don't know directors or actors or well, I don't know actors' names. I know faces, but like, I don't know any directors really, except right. for Quentin Tarantino because he's just out there. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But as I'm saying, like the average person, like as games become more casual and more casual people get involved, the publishers are gonna take less responsibility. You know what I'm saying? There's it's more of that thing like take advantage. Yeah, your last game blew and it was buggy. Make a game that's not buggy by tomorrow, thanks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then release it. You know, they drop the one game that 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 was buggy and then just start working on this new one. You know, because yeah, they, they can pull that. Right next one will be better, except yeah. for because you do the yeah, same but... thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and people will still buy it. <laughs> and that's yeah. the, I think that's the main problem. But at the same time, I mean. Are you willing to okay then I'm are you willing to not buy Fallout 4 just to prove a point that so you need to fix your bugs? Oh, well that's what I mean. And then and then <laughs> if you don't buy that, I mean like yeah, okay. So I think that there's like that cycle of of hope and then you, it just gets crushed after a while because I think the the the, the mindset isn't that you I mean like we said or like Jared said earlier that you don't walk into it thinking I'm I'm purchasing something broken. You know, like, nobody expects to buy something that's not going to work. The expectation when you buy something is that it functions. So I think that if you buy Fallout 3 and then you realize, you run into some of those bugs and you're like, ah, okay, like, it had problems, but I like the game. And now you hear about Fallout New Vegas coming out. Your tendency is going to be to give the benefit of the doubt to the fact that, like, oh, well, you know, there were bugs in this one, but obviously... Obviously, they will learn. So, so, so and here's my: where's the cutoff point? Where, where, where can we draw a line? Like this, this many times you screw up, we have a problem. I, I don't know because well, everybody's got different breaking points. Well, I guess I, I can only speak for myself, but this is what I do. Um, like I said, I didn't buy Crisis Two because of the bugs I came across in Crisis, but it's kind of the same thing with Fallout. You know, um, I bought Fallout Three. And you had the bugs. Um, I did not buy New Vegas because I wanted to uh, wait and see what bugs I came across. And lo and behold, you have all these different bugs. So I didn't buy it. But that's not saying I'm not going to buy it. At this point, they patched up a lot of the bugs. Um, I'm not going to say they patched up all of them because I'm not sure. But they patched up a lot of the bugs. So next same sale, I'll probably buy it. You know, But if Fallout 3 wasn't buggy, they would have had a fresh... purchase for Fallout New Vegas, but now they don't have that. Now, I'm at a point where, well, I've lived without it for this long, I really don't need to play it. They gotta, exactly, like, they gotta get you when that game is fresh and new, because that's when, you know, the blood's in the water and you go into that that frenzy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I gotta get the game, gotta play the game, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, especially with video games, there's always something new coming out, so you miss something for long enough, it it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I mean, 
he hasn't played New Vegas for this long. And even though it's a kind of a different game, it's still from the same person, same vein that, you know, Skyrim's coming out. If if you care about both of those games and by now you're like, well, I don't really need New Vegas. I'm going to have Skyrim in, in three months. You yeah, know, like it, exactly. yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's, I think that's the incentive for them. Like, they, like for example, I, I don't think I have a breaking point unless every single unless you actually i do have a breaking point i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> I, I i give a game I, I have the three strikes rule and this goes for if your games are buggy or if they suck so my my example here is the need, the need for speed series um <laughs> need for speed carbon was bad i bought the next one which i think was pro street bad then i bought the next one which was undercover which was horrific and i will <laughs> never forgive maggie q for that game okay so never never forgive her okay even though she was great in mission impossible but it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but, his hatred runs deep his hatred runs across yeah, there's a lot there's just a lot of hate in this room uh, he's got a lot of flames coming out of his head right now I like i don't need to meditate like, like just like just But like you know, once you know, once that happened, like once that game sucked, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm not buying any more Need for Speed games. Um, I didn't buy not Street. Um, Pro Street. No, no, I did buy Pro Street. Yeah, Pro Street. You did buy. I'm sorry. But there, what was it? Um, Shift. Sorry, didn't buy Shift. And actually, Shift was a good game, even though it wasn't in the same vein. It was more of a simulation racer. But Shift was a good game, you know. But I still didn't buy it. But too bad, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The only reason I even bought Hot Pursuit was because we were going to do a podcast on it. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I figured it would have been because Criterion did it, so it was a different team. No, see, I'm not a. Uh, it wasn't Criterion that that bought that made the game that bought the game for me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't them. Okay. But I I got it because the videos were good, the demo was solid, uh, and we we were doing the podcast on it. Not to mention, I got an incredible score in the demo that my cousin couldn't believe. And um, <laughs> like in terms of um, pursuit, like I like the you know how they had the one pursuit level. I took down all the cars in a minute and four seconds. And it it was unbelievable. So I thought there was gonna be a lot of back and forth between me and him on Autolog. Yeah, it lasted for about a week. And See, then I was... that was the one thing about that game. A little off topic, but I probably would still be playing that game if there had been more competition, like that yeah. continued between friends. But yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Like Autolog. that lasted for like a week. Like by the time second week rolled around, I was like, oh, Sage Infinite has beat your score. I'm just like, ah, oh, you can have it. It doesn't carry, you know. Especially when it's like you and like two friends that are going back and forth. You're like, okay, fuck it. You can keep the fucking score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. I'm moving on. You know, so. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's the same thing with buggy games. Like, um, if they if I come across three, like, buggy games from the same developer, um, you know, we're done. But that is my breaking point. I'm pretty. Everybody has one, but as a rule of thumb, if your if your game is really buggy for me, the next one I will hold off. I mean, I have a backlog full of games. I can I can keep myself busy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's yeah. always another. There's game. Ton, yeah, there's always tons. Yeah, there's tons of stuff out. I mean, exactly. there's always something else to play. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't even. I don't know where my breaking point is. Honestly, like it. That's why I'm saying like it's different for every person. I mean, I know some people that. That like that sixty dollars like that's I mean it, and it is a huge investment but that's a huge investment for them and 
if that one game that they played is is not up to snuff or broken, like that's it. Like you don't get any other tries. Like it, you get one strike. You don't even get three strikes. You know, not everybody's in the position to give three or wants to give three because why? Why should you? <laughs> you know, there's like a, like we've said, like there's always something else that's probably worthy of your attention. Why keep giving it to something that's I don't know, spurned you. (laughs) Right? And, I mean, there's so many, like, we have a lot of, like, sleeper titles that no one picks up, and then they'll buy the really big game, but it's broken, and then they're like, well, crap, I should have bought the sleeper hit. You know, I'm sure there were people who were six months later still buying Black Ops for PS3, even though everybody other could have told you the game was broken. You just, I just had someone come up today and tell me they bought Black Ops for the PC, and I was just like, just now? Really? All right. Did you get it for five dollars? Like, yeah, exactly. Like if you got on summer sale, that's one thing. Like I, I bought tons of games on summer sale. Now I'm like, I might play it, and might's worth five dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that's different. But I mean, people were still paying thirty dollars for the game because you go to a retail establishment yeah. and push it for way more than it's worth now. Like yeah. you bought it at Walmart, so I'm like thinking that's got to be like probably like. I don't know, maybe $40, $30, something for Black Ops. And I was like, well, new one's coming sure. out. Like, too much. <laughs> yeah, too much. Too much, sorry. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's just bull. But anyways. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I guess they, uh, like I said, everybody's got their different breaking points. So we're going to yeah. move on from that. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of reasons, I guess, that, you know, games can be broken, but most of them are top-down pressure, at least, especially in the cases that we're looking at. But uh, then there's, I guess, really just the other side of the same coin, which can be thought of two ways. We were, we were talking about incomplete games. Oh, this grinds my gears. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. But I guess you could also th- talk about it in terms of, in the same way that updates have created this cycle of like we'll fix it when it's out it'll be okay now you have dlc which is we'll give you more of the game once it's out so you uh, both ways. this is the worst but, idea ever yeah i mean my per I, I, i'll start <laughs> just go just go just my personal grind my personal gear grinder is what happened with marvel vs. capcom 3 uh it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> his his slow clap function clap. is working. Yeah, it's okay. it's okay. It took me a second to realize. I was like, "Is he just back no. there, just like getting no, angry? Just, Get no, mad!" I'm, just... <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Go for it. Marvel vs. Um, uh... Capcom three. Uh, I mean, now we've got Capcom blaming things on the earthquake. Still. <laughs> no. Still blaming things in the earthquake. As of a week ago, you, we'll put it in the show notes. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, you have a game that comes out after years and years and years of people begging for it, wanting for it, pleading for it. You you come up, you you have the lead up to it. You start revealing things. The game looks great. Mechanics are in place. You know, some things are changed that maybe don't make everybody happy as far as you know how you know, certain mechanics of the game, but all in all, you're building up to something great. You hope. (laughs) Until you get to about a month before, I would say, 
and you realize that that character list that they put out, or the list of characters, is done now. And that's all that you're getting in that game. And this is the game now. So you buy it anyway, or I buy it anyway, because yeah. you want to support them, and you want to see more Marvelous Capcom, because it's a cool series, it's fun, you have fond memories of Marvelous Capcom too. And then, not six months later, not even six months later, you're looking down the barrel of, oh yeah, we're going to bring out a different version of that same game that has everything in it that we should have had in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and we're going to make you pay again for it. We're going to make you pay a little bit less, but we're going to make you pay for it again. It's going to be $40. Line on up. Come on. Can I, yeah. uh, can I just say this one? Fuck you, Capcom. That's all yeah. I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's that... legal. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to... Uh, I bought the... Okay, I'm even better because I bought the collector's edition of NBC3. <laughs> I feel thinking... Because that's... Um, Sorry, because I felt bad buying the regular edition, but you paid an extra $10 for two characters that are going to be included in that disc. No, it wasn't <laughs> even in there. I didn't even get to download those two characters until they actually got released or whatever. That too. So, it was early. <laughs> yeah, that that's one. That, oh, my God. And now they're like, here, hey, here's 12 characters in an ultimate Marvel vs. Gapcom 3. Oh, here's some new stages, too. Just... And uh, it's just like, why, okay, so why wasn't this in the original? Like, why why do you feel the need? Because, like, okay, it's too soon for you to tell me you just now made all 12 of these characters and are putting them in a second version. No, really? You're going to make tw- – you're, you're telling me you made 12 these 12 characters within that time frame. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, we've, yeah, I mean, it's already been noticed that – at the very least, there were at least two more character slots for DLC characters in Marvel's Capcom 3. And uh-huh. potentially more if you're considering the fact that you have 10. So depending on the framing of it, it could have it, it, it probably had space for more. I would love for somebody who's into, like, you know, breaking down games or looking at the code for games to, to go through it and see if there were oh. slots that they didn't use or something. I, I would love to see that because I, I haven't yet. But, I did hear. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I did hear that there was some coding for uh, Dr. Octopus somewhere. Hmm. I I saw it online somewhere from some people online. But even then, he's not even one of the new characters. Right, he's not a character that's coming out, so it's like, that's even sillier. He's DLC for Ultimate Marvel's Capcom. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shoot out it. But that whole situation, that, that... not just upsets, but infuriates me because it's a move that really, no, no. I mean, I, I realize in the long run, and it's kind of stupid this way, but this is another problem with DLC that I guess we'll get to, but that in the long run, I guess they saved me money if they were going to release all those characters as DLC yeah, and the stages and stuff because each character, at least so far, had been five extra dollars, which comprises the 10 that you spent on the, the collector's edition extra but yep. couldn't even access the characters early but if they had released 12 more characters i mean like that would have been another game that i could have bought by the time that that was all over yeah. so i guess in the you know i should be saying thank you to some extent i guess but thank at you. the same time like it feels like a slight because that should have been there 
you know, I understand if you have a couple of characters that you want to release, if you have extra costumes, because I'm sorry, I'm a sucker, that, but I will buy your extra, Mar- your extra Marvel costumes because I think, it's, I think that it's rad, and I will use that word. <laughs> because I do, I think it's cool. It's like, oh man, that's awesome, yeah. because as someone who reads comics, like, I like seeing, you know, that, oh man, they put Captain America's current uniform in there, or whatever the case may be. I know that's not everybody's bag, but guess what? You could have gotten money from people like me for that, and I wouldn't be so angry (laughs) about it now. Rob, I'm with you. I've bought so many freaking I bought, like, in Blaze... Okay, this is a different game, but Blaze Continuum Shift, uh, the second game, it basically, you couldn't carry over the colors you bought from the calamity trigger over but i bought i had to rebuy the colors basically for the second game because i wanted them again and then i bought new colors and i've bought all the classic skins for mortal Kombat and all that so i'm a sucker for yeah and i mean new stuff in the in the in the realm of dlc for that in fact i was looking at that yesterday um I mean, they're charging like three ninety nine each color pack. But even worse than that, I mean, Continuum Shift came out at forty bucks. It was another one of those games that was kind of a improved version, you know, the yeah. new characters. Um, I mean, I guess at least in their case, I can I can give them that there were you know technical changes made to the system to some extent. They, they still, changed, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, it's still one of those things that's kind of like on that borderline of it's too much or like it's too soon or you could have done something maybe with this, but I can understand that to some extent. But with their DLC characters for that game, each character was $8 a piece. And I bought each one. And the extra character, like, I mean, by the time you bought those characters, like, you could have bought almost another Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. Like, that's stupid. Which actually, actually if uh, Continuum Shift to uh, the arcade version didn't have those three, so I almost believe that they did develop those after the fact, the Makoto, Valkenhayn, Platinum, whatever, and then Continuum Shift 2 for the arcade had those three. So I think that's why I'm almost okay with it, but fighting games are just really terrible. About this, I don't they do know. seem to be the ones that kicked off the trend. I mean, we did sit, we did sit through years of Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two oh. versions, you know, and maybe in a way that's like enabled this now because people are like, yeah, that's fine, you know, like that's okay. Like I bought New Warriors, I buy Turbo, you know, or Hyper or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever new version yes, comes out. And then, them, oh, okay, cool, sorry. Oh, well, I mean, and it's not even like that. Was the, the the end of that? I mean, like that I understood to to a certain extent, even though it was over a really long period of time. Like, really, we couldn't have gotten a three in there. <laughs> but not only did they do it with that, then they did it with Alpha. They had three versions of Alpha. They had three versions of three, and now yeah. we're on the third version of of four or, or Super Four. And you, know they're, and you know they're patching Super Four arcade. Yeah, edition. yeah, I saw yeah. that too. But it's free, so I, I okay, for, I forgive that. Right. So. <laughs> but you got, and then you have three versions of that, and now here we go, another Capcom game. You got Marvel vs. Capcom three. Like it almost makes me not. It's stupid because as angry as I am, I know that I will still purchase. Yeah. You know, three. I've already traded in my Marvel vs. Capcom three and put it towards a new one. You know, because now I can still get enough money for it. Where it's like, okay, I'm only spending like ten dollars to get the new one, so I won't scream that loudly when I have to go pick it up. Like, you know, it would be like I bought the collector's edition. Kind of. <laughs> It'll be more like a whimper as opposed to a scream. It, right, exactly. I'll just yeah. walk out solemnly. Murmur under like, the breath. 
I you know, when the parents like, "What did you say?" Yeah, I'm. It almost makes me think there's going to be another another version of Marvel's Capcom Three that you know. Oh man, we forgot five more characters. You know, like something Mega else man. because that seems to be the yeah. It seems to be the 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 rule of three almost now that you've got the and it's fighting games are just so bad with it. I mean, like Last Blue followed to a certain extent. You know, with they only had two versions, but they had the DLC characters, and then you couldn't carry over stuff because oh, God forbid not- they ever let you do that. Oh, did you not hear about uh, uh, the Vita version of Continuum Shift Two? It's like Continuum Shift Two Plus or whatever. I, I don't really count that because they had the PSP versions too. So I'm like, I'll count console versions as thro- okay. you know, as in at least to me. Like I, I, if there's somebody who plays hardcore on the handheld, and they're even more mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I just. I want to complain when I get my Ultimate Marvel, but I know I'm going to end up buying it because all my friends are going to play it, and then so I'll have to play it. Yeah, peer pressure is tough. Especially in fighting player. games, because like if you don't buy what people are playing, you're going to have no one to fight against. <laughs> yeah, and that's the stupid thing too is that like the versions aren't going to be compatible. I can almost guarantee it. You know, like you're not going to be able to play with somebody playing an earlier version like they've occasionally had where oh okay somebody like dlc characters will come out and then you can download like a an update or a file that lets you play against somebody using that character even if you don't personally you haven't personally bought it but i mean like that's still they're not going to introduce that for well, you know also versus the, yeah. the regular at least i don't think they will for 12 they won't, I mean, for, new characters. They won't for ultimate because you can't carry over your costumes to ultimate either Right. Um, oh, but, right. they, they, <laughs> but they did do that for Super Street Fighter 4 to Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Right. But Arcade Edition was just a download you could update to. So. Yeah, and they, and they at least made a good move in that respect, which it's tough. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to really pin down, like, where it's too much because at least with that, it was uh, $15 that you... Could, if you had four ultimate or Super Street Fighter four, you could get the upgrade. So it was like, okay, well, you don't have to go buy another new version of the game. That wasn't yeah. so bad. But, but it, fighting games seem to be particularly bad with it. But they're not the only ones. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. other games that we can talk about here that are subject to this. Yes. <laughs> Why don't I mean, we talk but, about your favorite one? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like they have Dirt Three, which is Jared's favorite game. We could talk about. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, dude. Like, <laughs> like just run. Just here's go with a, it. Here's the thing about Dirt Three, and this as actually seriously, like when they whenever they do come out with a Dirt Four, I'm actually it's maybe it's made me think like, am I even gonna buy it? Because here's what happens. Like, I play games to complete them. You know what so I'm he's saying? He's not even angry now. He's sad. Yeah, like I play because I love Dirt Two, loved Dirt Two to death, and I play games to complete them. So, um, just to give you, if you haven't played Dirt 3, this is what happens. The Dirt 3 is broke, the, the campaign is broken up into uh, four seasons, okay? Uh, you see each season as a pyramid in the game. And then you open the pyramid, and each pyramid, you know, has made of multiple triangles. Each triangle is an event. As you complete the events, they turn gold. Uh, and then as you complete a season, the season turns gold. Okay. And you go through all four seasons and you do that. So I turn. I didn't complete all four seasons. I completed three out of the four. Mm-hmm. Turn on my game. Um, you know, 
not too long ago. And what I see that one of the seasons I completed is no longer completed. And <laughs> then I go into the uh, pyramid and I see that two of the three, I'm uh, sorry, two of the four uh, triangles are no longer gold. So I check them out and I find out that the DLC has been injected directly to the seasons. I cannot oh. complete the seasons unless oh. I get the DLC. Oh. Now that's... Wow, I think that's almost worse in a way. Like, at least I could keep playing, you know, yeah. MVC without buying new if I wanted to. Like, if I still wanted to play it in complete single player, do things of that nature, or any other game. But that's... It's taking the wind out of my sails. Like, I don't even want to play the game anymore. <laughs> like, because yeah. I, I, I play games to complete them, and it's just like... Yeah, you're in a position where you never finish unless you pony up the extra money, which... Yeah. If you, want to you should have that option as a consumer you shouldn't be expected to well you know you could have finished this game but you need to give us 15 more dollars and here's the worst thing about it it'll be different if it was just additional tracks but each track has like um it has specific cars you can use so these tracks come with like limitations to like specific types of vehicles that i have no interest in driving like that's why i didn't buy the dlc I'd buy DLC if it was extra seasons. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you had a myriad of options in terms of tracks and the cars you can drive. But these tracks are specifically for these types of cars. Actually, the names of the DLCs is the name of the car pack, not the name Mm -hmm. of the track pack. So it's like, I have no desire to drive these cars. And actually, there's some events like Gymkhana. Like, Gymkhana was cool when I first started doing it. But I really, like... I don't want to do Gymkhana anymore. Like, I, the only reason I was even doing those events by the time I got to the second season was because I wanted to get the completion. You know what I'm saying? And I would, you know, bear through it, bear through getting the gold medals just so I can get first in everything because that's what I wanted to do. Like, when I played Dirt 2, I got first in every single race because that's just what I do, you know? And... Now it's like I'm, I'm looking at the seasons and I'm like, I, I see the box sitting there, like grayed out or or you know faded out. I'm just like, no, I I I don't even want to play. Like, you know, games. Like you can tell how how much I'm playing a game depending on where it is. If it's sitting on my subwoofer, it's active. If it's sitting in my shelf, like my my bookshelf, it's semi-active. If it's in like the the game shelf. That's like yeah. that's like that's like putting the toys yeah. in the in the in your uh, in your chest. You're going away to college and yeah. you never see them again. That's what the game, oh. game when games are completed, they go there. And like I I'm, I think I'm gonna be putting it there soon because I have a whole bunch of other games. I can, actually I'm looking at a stack of ten games right now that is sitting on my subwoofer. And yeah, I mean, I'm I I really don't have a desire to play their three. Like that's what DLC did to me. I'm like, go ahead, offer DLC. And be honest with you, I don't even think you know because we discussed like sometimes DLC is just an add-on to the game. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily like they finish the game and then cut these parts off. Like I yeah. do believe that this is like an add-on. You know what I'm saying to the game? But this add-on the way they the way they implemented it just like really took the wind out of my sails, like, I don't even want to play it anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I can't complete the game without ponying up 
you know, extra money for this. You know what and I'm it's stuff that, and the, the stupid part is it's stuff that you don't even have an interest in. So, like, if that was part of the game when you bought it, you would probably have just, you know, bit the bullet and struggled through it. But, like, you're not even getting an option. The, you know, it's, that's, I, that is just so, that, that right there exemplifies, like, the problem of, like, what you should not do with DLC ever. Like, you should yeah. never have DLC impact the game you bought and yep. your ability to complete it. That's like, that, yeah, it's like saying that, you know, here's this first-person shooter, and you need a rocket to take down this helicopter, but the rocket is DLC. Like, yeah. that's, that's what that amounts to, though. Like, that really is. Like, it sounds yeah. extreme, but, like, that's what happened to him in a way. Like, it's not that you, you can't ever complete the game. You can never 100%. And it's a racing game. The, exactly. Unless I, <laughs> I buy the DLC, and I'm just kind of like, now I feel, now I feel kind of cheated. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, I don't even. You can keep the DLC. I just wanted to complete my game. I can't even do that now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, even if there was some sort of weird, you know, like you don't want the car, but you can still race the tra- like something where you can still complete the game, but it's like there's not even an option there. Like that, that just to me screams a lack of foresight you know that i feel bad for complaining about ultimate Marvel's capcom now <laughs> Dude, i, I kind of feel bad but i'm still on my anyways yeah but yeah that really sucks like dlc yeah. should not affect the game that i bought at all it should be what it's supposed to be an add-on not like mandatory like and then, of course i'm gonna yeah. say well you don't have to buy it. it was like well yeah i don't have to buy it but now like i can't get the full experience out of my game thing fucking sucks <laughs> one thing that you can use the argument that like well you know i just you don't need it you know in order to finish something like it's literally about you're buying for interest but like you what what possible you know motivation can you con- concoct for yourself to buy that just to complete the game? Like other than like they just bent me over the car hood and pulled my pants down. And like no. what? Like really, like really? Like what? What other? How can you can you justify it otherwise? Like other than just to say like I'm just gonna let them have their way with me like that because that's what it amounts to. That's and, I mean that's kind of what DLC is amounting to really. But. The one thing that's in the back of my head in regards to this one too is like even if I bought it. And played it and completed. I got, let's say I, 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 you know, made all four seasons gold. They can just do it again, right? So it doesn't even matter. Like if <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. how they want to proceed until they do come out with dirt four, then and they've already shown that they will do yeah. that. So it, it's even less motivation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was very, very, very upset about that, and I was like, because you know how I was about the game before it came out. I know. That's, I thought I was surprised to not hear more about it after you. Light. Like after you bought it, like I figured we'd still be hearing about it. Like, yeah, I'm still playing that this week or or what? I... It's quiet. Even oh, the okay. review, even the review that I wrote for it that never came out. Do you know when that review never came out? I didn't. The, the review never came out because I felt that I could not properly describe how awesome that game was. <laughs> I wrote that excuse next time. Give me. Dude, I wrote a two. Almost three page. No, actually, no, two and a half pages. Two and a half pages. Almost three full page review. And I re I reread it like so many times. It's like I can't even describe how happy I am to be playing this game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I, a picture of you on a unicorn <laughs> flying over. 
and that would have been your <laughs> fives down the down the list of things. Don't even put anything in the boxes. Just you picture unicorn fives. Yeah, and, and if I would have published that, if I would have published that now, I'd have to replace it with a picture of like me being rained on. But yeah, the, but the but the rain would be yellow. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <happened> now. <laughs> yeah, you That's know. What happened. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But like, dude, uh <laughs> That wasn't nature's fault. Somebody did that to him. Yeah, somebody did that to me. But shit, that's that is, an, that's terrible. Like that's an example of like what really, really not to do with DLC. Um and like in that game I felt that it was they did add it on, but the way they put it in there really sucked. Um but like let's say Battlefield three, like that DLC ha- is hacked off of a complete game. Right. We know that for sure. Because some of this stuff they told us they were going to give us anyway, and then decided to hack it off. Like, uh, right, the, that it would make more sense financially to not yeah, give it to us. Like the back to car canned, um, those weapons, like, I forget, what, what was it the Type 88 that they that they said that they were going to uh, make DLC? Or part of the uh, the pre-order bonus you know, oh, like, yeah. it's some weapon that a lot of people use, but Stupid I don't have it right here in front of me. But, like, that kind of, that made people angry because, like, wow, you totally hacked up the game to charge us more for it. The game that you already completed. Thanks a lot. You know, just, uh, you know, just give us some lipstick on the way out. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, games like that, I you know, Dirt 3 made me sad. Battlefield 3 made me mad. <laughs> Two different spectrums. And yeah. I mean, and I, I, I wonder if I should even really bring this up in a way, but I mean, if you're going to talk incomplete, I wonder if you really should, I mean, if we should mention the fact that, I mean, I mean, it's well documented at this point. It's not like they're hiding it, but how much less of a game Battlefield 3 is going to be on the consoles. Like, is there a certain point when so much is cut out of the game or so much has changed due to limitations that you shouldn't even call it that game anymore? Um, I think that's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I, I just wonder, like, if there is a point where you're like, okay, well, we've changed so much about this that really we should call this, like, Battlefield that company without the (laughs) companies. Or something. Like, Battlefield Mini, Battlefield Compact. Battlefield right. Light, you know, something else. Yeah, it's something to, to denote, because as much as it's been everywhere, there's going to be that person who gets Battlefield 3 and is like, man, Call of Duty's so much better, because they didn't read any of the crap that was getting left out of the console version of that game. Like, you know, like, there's going to be that person, but I guess that's just ignorance, though, but it is a different situation, so. Yeah, it's different because yeah. of the of the, of the the constraints of the, of the console. Um... It's not like they're going to offer you 64-player DLC later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, for a price. You know? Right. Well, we can give you that. See, for a price. <laughs> one, one game I thought did DLC right was... Uh, well, there's a few games that did DLC there's right. There's a couple. There's good, like, there's um, good I think Assassin's Creed does DLC right, because um, none of that stuff affects the game. Like, even with Assassin's Creed 2, uh, you know, you... Uh, characters you meet in the DLC show up in Brotherhood. But you don't need to play the DLC. Exactly. They give you enough background in in Assassin's Creed that doesn't matter. Like, I didn't particularly care about the Battle of Forley or any of that stuff, but it didn't impact my game later. 
and like um another one is Alan Wake. You know, the DLCs from Alan Wake just kind of they're supposed to tie the first Alan Wake and the second one together. Um, I, I was I, I'm really restraining myself talking about how pissed <laughs> I was at the ending of Alan Wake. But the DLC, the DLC is deployed correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, mortal. Of, oh, go Perg- ahead. Uh, Prince of Persia, not the uh, the the cel- the cel- the stylish looking one or whatever however you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, the ending. Yeah. The ending was you know it was good. It ended the series, but then they came out with the epilogue, and it was about ten bucks or whatever, and it kind of like gave you this short like this little compact version it was just like a brief go through you could finish it in a day if you really tried uh and it gave you a really nice ending kind of a way to probably set up a sequel please do a sequel i really if they they entirely set it up for a sequel i will be so pissed if they don't do a sequel they need to stop going back to the original trilogy and messing those up and get on with you don't no forgotten sands i'm sorry that was not no, yeah. not a but good that's another, that's another <laughs> Yeah, another another issue, but go on to the next one, please. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But that that DLC, that was nice. It it didn't I didn't have to play it. I mean, if there ever comes a sequel, you probably would want to play it. But it it was just nice add-on storyline. Like it was compelling enough to where I felt like, yeah, this was a really cool DLC. It was totally worth buying. And, you know, it was nice. Yeah, that's, I mean, I I have I have epilogue, but I have not played it. It's a weird thing because I I felt like <laughs> I play the game again in order to and and go right into epilogue rather than like try and play epilogue now after so long having not played it. If that makes any sense. But as it is, like I I was okay, even though I wanted the next game as soon as the as soon as that game ended. But I was okay with the way things ended as it was. Like it was an it, it was an ending to me that made enough sense but not everybody was happy with it and so they gave epilogue to kind of like give you a little bit more which is what it should be it should be giving you more not fundamentally changing the experience or you know taking away from something that you did in the originally before there was dlc yeah um i thought mortal i thought mortal kombat did a good job with dlc as well and I know that those characters, <laughs> they made those characters before the game was released. Oh, yeah, of course. I know that's a fact because of how fast they came out. Yeah. But I really didn't feel like I missed anything by not having those characters. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, you get to a certain part of the story and it's like, boop, you know, buy DLC to play this chapter. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, here's the Freddy Krueger chapter. You know, you need that. <laughs> I actually want to play that. Please I think let there I be do one. Want- Freddy Krueger, I do. I like that's the only character I was like, okay, you got you got my interest a little bit. Like I probably still won't buy it because I just I just don't play Mortal Kombat enough to justify it. But like y- even that, I mean, you would have would have had to have licensing and stuff in place. Like you know that they did that stuff ahead of time. But at least they, like you said, they're doing it correctly. Like they, it's additional content. It's measured. It's it comes out at regular intervals. You can you know they give you enough lead up into it and it doesn't feel like here just give it a little you know little extra on there so they did do it right but and there's there's plenty of examples of games that do it right um i there's there's still many more examples of you know games that do it wrong i quickly will touch on because we we really have spent enough time on on other ones but 
Final Fantasy fourteen as a, as an example of a game that outside of the DLC argument, um, yeah. because it, it doesn't really have any, is a game that was just incomplete, almost incomplete to the point of being broken. Like it almost deserves to be in that the beginning of the list that we talked about. But I mean, there's a laundry list of things. But I mean, from the get go, there's the way that you 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 even like sign up for the game in the first place. The fact that you have to you can't just go on and like say like WoW or many other games or even even games where you buy DLC where you can just go on to Xbox Live or PSN and you put your card in and you you buy it. You can't do that with Final Fantasy 14. You have to buy their own currency in order to like pay for your pay for your game and you have to go through a third party in order to do that even if you want to use a credit card. You know, like uh. it's like like even from the get go, and I mean like the and then the problems only build up after that. Uh, you know, like auction houses, which are like a staple of of MMO games, are uh, they didn't they didn't exist. They don't have them in Final Final Fantasy fourteen. Like there is no economy. Like it's just people sitting around in a square. Like there is no there's no search functions for buying stuff or finding things. There were arbitrary limitations placed on how long you could play the game. Basically, like you you got to a limitation where you would hit like a fatigue point and you wouldn't be able to like level up anymore. So like after like 30 and you couldn't do it again, you couldn't level again for like 36 hours after the game was done. Like there were UI problems. Like there were just so many, like so many things that like the producer that was on the game, like got taken off and they put somebody new on it to try and fix it. And to the point where they're still trying to fix the game, like it's still not there. And that game came out last year. I I didn't even know it was out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You said that one. I mentioned it. You were like, "That's out." Yeah. That's how. <laughs> that's how little waves it made. I mean, and that it, it's funny because you don't usually see consequences of that order. We've talked about, you know, how you're pretty much just screwed in some cases if you buy a game. But one person who who just was so incredibly unhappy, like he was not only a Square Enix fan, but he was also a stockholder. He. And not just a stockholder, like oh, I've got two, I've got two stocks of Square Enix because I like them. But he played Final Fantasy XIV and was so upset that he informed his, uh, I guess, stockbrokers, yeah, stockbrokers to to liquidate his shares. Twenty six million dollars. Oh, he got out of that, like, <laughs> like. That was a hit. Like they actually took a hit, like on the market, just from him selling his stocks that day. Like it was, well, it's unprecedented. I've never seen anything like that before. After it, but I mean, like that just goes to show, like, and you and you knew about, and like the thing is, you knew about these problems before it even got out the door. But they were trying to rush to market because I guess they were trying to compete with Cataclysm or something. I don't know. That's my. That's, that's the only a bad thing. Idea. Yeah, like, because I mean, it's not like like Final Fantasy XI filled a niche that's just totally different than than WoW, and it was never going to be as big as that. So I don't know, I don't understand why at that point they would try and have just jumped off and, you know, tried to compete all of a sudden. But obviously it was mistimed, and it's one of those things where it's like like a, a lot of the other games that we talked about, and this kind of goes back to broken games that development cycles, you know, like pressure for to get a game out. Uh, these things were wrong in the beta and it, they just never got fixed. So I mean, there's a lot of instances of incomplete games and incomplete can almost be broken after a certain point. But I mean, 
these things happen uh, unfortunately you know you hope that they don't as a gamer you give benefit of the doubt you keep buying games you know we all have our limits like we've like we've gone over you know jared's got his three game rule i don't even know where mine is because i'm going to be standing in line for ultimate you know ultimate mvc3 yeah. and but everybody's got different limitations and different things um the we can only hope that at some point you know the industry kind of takes a second look at what they're doing with things because DLC shouldn't inject, you know, take your game from 100% to 80% done. You know, it shouldn't just stay broken forever when your your unwritten contract or your your the contract that you buy you buying a game means that you should get something that works and never have something fixed. I there is no real judgment for this because it's just something that is in the gaming industry and has only really seemed to have gotten worse. So I guess that's where we leave off really. And, <laughs> and we see where the, where the story goes from here. This is a sad podcast. It is a sad yeah. podcast. <laughs> that's like, I don't know what I expected, but not, not bad. this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to go cry in the corner now. Like I'm just seriously just going to go cry in a quarter and just take it. Not- no, I'm kidding. I'm like, I want to go like games that work. I'm going to go play Blaze Blue. Oh, wait. That- Never mind. <laughs> there is no God. There's <laughs> your God now. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna go play Beat Hazard and just jam out to techno. <laughs> part where we should all just like end the podcast and the Incredible Hulk theme should play from the old TV show. <laughs> As we all walk down the highway, just like no more pimp swagger from Jarrett. Just, just, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> just sad music and our head downs and just. Because it's a, we're, I mean, it's a. Ass folks, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I mean, there's not, there's not really a happy ending here. No, the happy ending will be if the the industry gets you know its act together and realizes that just because you can patch a game doesn't mean that that should be your that should be the plan going out the door is that you know you patch anything that's broken and let broken things go out the door that you know maybe development cycles need to be extended you know there's tons of possible solutions but they're mostly things that have to come from the publishers and the business people that have you know gotten so much traction or you know have become the you know the the decision makers really not the people who have the ideas but the people who handle the money Uh so the hope is that it gets better i guess don't hold your breath anyways (laughs) 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 i'm just being honest doubt cloud coming in Sorry, yeah. I'm like pessimistic because it's I've I've been let down so many times. I just figure I expect the worst, and then something good happens. It's like, hey, yay! <laughs> yeah, be happy about that. <laughs> yeah, be happy about the things that do go right. Yeah, that's not to say that there aren't games that are. No, there's tons of you know there are games that work, but there's a lot of big games that don't. That's a lot of big names that we've gone over, and more that we didn't even talk about. Yep. Uh, we yeah. didn't even really talk about some of the games that we listed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, um, sorry guys, that's that's our sad podcast for you. Our sad, our sad on topic series. We'll hope that some of them are <laughs> positive than this one. Yeah. As for now, so long. See ya. Bye. <laughs>